Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, joining me for the next hour to talk about his favorite wrestlers from the 1990s, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. Um, if I wanted to show you my favorite wrestler who's back this weekend, I would have to shake this up and, like, <laughs> blow it up in my face, but... Stone Cold was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Uh, I think he re- he was like kind of forced into retirement because of his knees when I was a junior in high school. So got a pretty good run. I have, I really haven't watched wrestling in a while because I have a farm in my house and not much time to watch TV. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, completely understandable. Obviously, we're talking wrestling because it's WrestleMania weekend. I am uh, a pretty big uh, wrestling fan Tyler uh, in our chat says he was a big Jimmy Superfly Snooker fan. Um, obviously, like a big inspiration for a lot of the high flyers that would come after him. Love WrestleMania weekend. I don't watch a ton of WWE anymore, but WrestleMania weekend still just a special thing. I was actually looking for a wrestling shirt to wear for the show. Realized I only have one T-shirt left, and it was from a show I went to back in 2003. So needless to say, a shirt from 19 years ago doesn't fit anymore, which is why I'm wearing my Razor Ramon uh, ugly Christmas TV sweater, RIP. Yo. Scott Hall. Yeah. But we're not here uh, to talk about wrestling, though if Osmo wants to pay me to talk about wrestling for an hour, I will certainly do that anytime they want me to. I'll fake it till I make it talking about wrestling. (laughs) We are here uh, to talk about uh, some hockey. Last night's slate, was a wild, wild slate. I, it was definitely a frustrating slate for me. I only got back about a third of my entries. Obviously, that's a pretty bad night. I think the frustrating thing for me, you know, I was in on Tampa with a lot of people. Um, Tampa 3 was the line that really got there. Um, but the more frustrating thing for me was Ottawa. Like, I had a lot of Ottawa one last night. Matthew Joseph ends up just absolutely nuking the Red Wings, Ottawa won, really do, really didn't do anything. And a lot of goals came out of that Edmonton-St. Louis game. Uh, you were saying before the show you stacked Rangers three, and they got shut out last night. So I take it you didn't cash either. Yeah, I used Tampa. Like, these really chalk slates, like Tampa one came in around 50%. And it's like, in one lineup, what do you do? I, and I'm pretty confident in my ways to get different, like using Rangers three. Um, so like I was fine using Tampa and they, they came out of the gates like gangbusters two full line goals almost immediately. And they just were like, yeah, we got this. See ya. We're playing the Habs tomorrow. We'll just coast. So yeah, Rangers look awful. And I hate like, there is nothing more that I hate more than when people say, process over results because process led me to the Rangers third line. The only thing that matters in DFS is the results. So the process doesn't matter. So like, yeah, my guys and Rangers three didn't do anything. Igor looked terrible. So I didn't cash. I had a, I had a one-off Jack Eichel as well. He had a two goal. He had two goals immediately. Patrick pick warning and just faded the blocks for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, here we are. Yeah, Vegas certainly did well uh, against Seattle last night. I don't think that was wholly unexpected. The problem with Tampa Bay is I think the problem you're we're going to run into with these um, very good teams, especially when they're at home, 
Um, if they get up early, like, like you said, uh, Tampa top line scored two goals in the first 10 minutes of the first period that pretty much salted away the game. Like Braden point played under 1630 last night. Um, Steven Stamkos under 18, uh, Nikita Kucherov, who had basically been playing, you know, 19, 20 minutes, uh, averaging over 20 minutes over his last 10 games played 17 and a half. So that's the problem here. You know, we'll talk about Boston. We'll talk about, uh, you know, Calgary, um, you know, those two, the Tampa Bay, certainly today, that could be a problem with those teams. It's like, you know, they get up early and then they kind of really sit back and spread out the ice time. Though I would say sometimes it ends up like last night where Tampa three goes off. And sometimes it ends up like Boston the other night where they just keep just slaughtering the goalie. Um, <laughs> you know, Tampa, Tampa still scored three goals after that. It was just that it came from the depth and that's, you know, those are the ice time concerns that we bring up all the time. Um, it's just something we have to deal with. And that's just part of the last four weeks. That, of that might speak. That might speak to Tampa having better depth than the Bruins. You know what I mean? Like the Bruins to, to put it, to put it on them. They had to use their top six, you know, Tampa's like, yeah, we got these guys down on the bottom lineup who could do damage. So maybe that was a little flex from them, but who knows? I mean, we're at the point of the season where we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you get you get new line combinations all the time with teams trying new stuff heading to the playoffs or teams out of the playoffs, you know, throwing in young kids or trying different line combinations, seeing what they have for next year. Like, you know, o- over a third of the league is, you know, may, or close to the half the league is already looking ahead to next year. Like you have 10, right. 12 teams that are just completely looking ahead to 2022, 23. So that's kind of the problem. But um, it was the St. Louis Edmonton game that really got a lot of people there. I saw in the 20 max, a three-way chop for first with the Edmonton St. Louis two game stack, um, you know, game stacks on shorter slates. We talk about it all the time. It's, it is absolutely uh, viable. Um, I, w- I think, you know, with Jordan Bennington and Mike Smith in that, I don't think it was a huge surprise to see 11 goals uh, coming in that game. So Really uh, a rough night for me. Some other people did uh, very well. Let's hope uh, we can put together a better night here tonight. We are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo um, has been our sponsor for this season. They've been very good to us. And we'll talk about Yahoo a little bit later in the show. We have a special giveaway for first-time users. And before we get too much further, if you guys in the chat, if you guys could, um, please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, click that like button. That Those likes really help us. The subscribes help us even more. So click that subscription. If you haven't yet already, we are growing this channel and the more subscriptions we have, the more shows we can bring. And of course, MLB is right around the corner. So there's going to be a lot of sports coming up very, very soon. Make sure you click that notification bell so that you do get alerts whenever we do go live. And of course, I'd like to give a special shout out to Josh's unofficial sponsor, as he showed earlier in the show, Bang Energy Drink and my unofficial sponsor for today's show, White Claws. Uh, White Claws. Oh, I was gonna be like, that's early, but it's like 9 p.m. where you're at. So. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm in the Atlantic time zone, so it's later in the day. I'm not drinking in the morning here, so um, just getting ready for WrestleMania, let's say. But let's get to this first game here, Josh. It is one of the lopsided games that that we alluded to a little bit ago. We have Columbus with a 2.4 implied gold total. They're going into Boston. The Boston Bruins having 4.1 implied goal total. Now, obviously, this is a spot where we could see, you know, pretty heavy ownership on Boston. We do have an early top stacks run, and top stacks uh, are free up on the site today for anybody to check out. So even if you're not a subscriber here at Osmo, head on over to Osmo.com and check out our, our top stacks tool. It'll give you the chances that a stack will end up optimal, their expected ownership share, uh, the leverage between the two, it's really a useful tool for anybody playing in tournaments. Um, looking at our top stacks tool, we have the top line coming in just under 19% ownership. The second line, just over 13% ownership. So between the two, we're expecting nearly one third of the field to either have Boston one or Boston two or some sort of power play slash Josh stack, which means one third of the field is going to have Boston in their lineups. It's kind of hard to argue with that. It is a 4.1 total. There are ice time concerns. We bring it up every time Boston is on the slate, but you know, they had ice time concerns against New Jersey and just absolutely beat their brains in. So um, is that something that can happen here against today against our happen here today against Columbus? Like, is that what you're expecting? What do you see here, Josh? 
So you look at the top stacks and the top stacks tool, you see Tampa Bay, you see Toronto, you see Calgary, and you see Boston. Every single one of those lines has time on ice issues. And the cheapest one is Boston one. So it's not a huge shock to see them getting the most ownership besides Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is still too cheap. Now, you can't really take much away from that beating of New Jersey because, like, the top line only played 13 minutes. <laughs> and they got it done in 13 minutes. It's like, yeah, th- this, is, this is a pretty good spot. I think a lot of people are going to leave DeBrusque off and go to Pasta again, and that makes them in the 22s, almost 23,000, which makes them the most expensive. So, like, you're going to have minutes concerns there, but you know they're probably, like, if it's a somewhat close game, they're probably going to get 16, 17. This is a fairly good power play spot. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. They're going to, the top line is going to get, you know, Rossovic, Line, and yeah, they've been. In terms of like line A lines, like Rosselvik actually being his center, they've put up probably better numbers than any other than line A's had with any other center on the team, even Boone Jenner, which was kind of surprising because when you think the best defensive center on the Blue Jackets, you automatically go to Boone Jenner because there isn't much depth on the center down the middle for the Jackets. But it realistically, this is a really, really good spot for the Bruins. Like, the lining line still underwater by shot share, and that's not surprising. But so yeah, you want to go Boston one. I think going Boston power play is fine. Like there's a like I was looking through this slate obviously this morning, and there's a lot of filler stuff you can do with expensive power play stacks. So I think you know, even just full power play stacking, you can leave, you know, you don't have to go the full five. You can do you know, Marshan Bergeron pasta and Charlie McAvoy. Like Hall seems like a pretty decent price, and he's actually been scoring goals recently. So, like, maybe throwing him in is fine. So, like, yeah, I'm in on Boston one, Boston power play. I think, you know, like, Boston two is fine, but playing double digit Eric Halla, I'd rather just, you know, turn it into a power play stack with Bergeron than play double digit ownership Halla. So, yeah. Boston one, Boston two, Boston power play. On the the Columbus side, like, I know it's a tough matchup, but line is 6K, and then Voracek and Roslovic are 6K combined. So that line's 12,000, the full stack. It's a terrible matchup. Boston has a good penalty kill. They're good defensively, but, like, for 12K, with one of the best, shooters in the league maybe not named Ovechkin he might be the best besides Ovechkin like for 12k if you're making 20 to 150 you can have a little bit of that line I think one off in Bjorkstrand going into that second line I think is fine like I'm not prioritizing the Blue Jackets by any means but if I was getting into MME 20 to 100 whatever lineups I think I would have a sprinkle of Columbus one here yeah I'm glad you mentioned Columbus oh god here we go (laughs) Um, I'm glad you mentioned on this one is <laughs> one thing Boston has been doing of late. Um, we mentioned it, uh, I think when they were playing against New Jersey, which is why I didn't mind Jack Hughes is they've been sending out the third line a lot more against the opposing top lines. Like they're kind of splitting the matchups between Boston one and Boston three. Um, 
And that'll get that Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick line out against line A and Voracek a fair amount here tonight, not, you know, six, seven minutes, whatever it might end up being. And, you know, they're not a bad line, but they're certainly nowhere near as good defensively um, as Boston won. So if you're looking for a path for that Columbus top line to succeed, um, I think it's because they're, they might get some of the depth matchups here tonight from Boston. So, I agree with you. I wouldn't play Columbus one in a three max or in a single entry three max, anything like that. If I was 20 maxing, I think I'm going to go single entry today. Cause man, I got eight hours of wrestling to watch. I like, I'm not, I'm not fiddling around with lineups. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Priorities. So I don't think I'm going to be getting to Columbus one. If I had him, if I was in 20 max, I think I'd treat him like I have Chicago the last, their last couple of games and have like one or two, but really this is a Boston game for me. And I think, you know, Boston Josh stack, like if you're worried about ice time and all that, a Boston Josh stack is the way to go. And Josh stacking uh, for those unfamiliar is named after um, my legendary co-host here. Uh, it's just six stacking six skaters on DraftKings because you can stack up to six players from the same team. So, you know, maybe the top line, Pasternak, McAvoy, and then, you know, throw in like a Craig Smith and hope, you know, he dongs um, in minimal minutes or whatever it is. I think, you know, if you're really, really worried about Boston ownership or their minutes or anything like that, I think a Josh stack is very, very, I mean, it's a 4.1 total. Like this is, you know, it's not like this is a 3.1 or something like that. They're expecting a lot of goals. So honestly, I think Josh stacking might be my favorite thing to do here with Boston today. And it's something that I'm going to strongly consider uh, in my single entry here tonight on the Columbus side, Columbus too. like, they're actually not a bad line. Um, they have been falling off offensively. Like their defense is still good. The offense has really started to fall off, which I think kind of makes sense. Like Cole Sillinger is really not, you know, he's not a second line center at this point of his career. So, um, you know, if you want a one-off Bjorkstrand or something like that, I think that's fine. But for me, um, it's really just sprinkling, like you said, some gloves one in your 20 max 150s. And then I actually do like a Boston, Boston Josh stack here tonight, just six man stacking over on DraftKings on FanDuel, um, you know, stack the line that you want, either of the top two lines that fits best with the secondary line that you're going with. They're both uh, kind of equal in my eyes on the blue line. Um, I wrote up Andrew peak in the power plays article today with Zach Wierenski out for Columbus. Um, he's, you know, he's going to get over 20 minutes. He's over two blocks per game on the season as it is. I think he has a, fair, a very good chance of hitting that DK block bonus. Um, any other defensemen you like here? So, I get a, a fair bit of questions. Why do you like Peak more than Gavrikov? And I don't. But in these kind of matchups, like when you expect Columbus to get absolutely just nuked in the defensive zone, I'll go to the cheaper guy in Andrew Peak. Vladislav Gavrikov has a higher offensive ceiling, but it's this is a tough matchup and you don't really expect Columbus to score too much. So I'll take the 700 savings and go with Andrew Peak here. I also don't mind Jake Bean at 2,800. His minutes have been creeping up with Wierenski out. On the Boston side, it's probably just Charlie McAvoy or Bust. Um, you know, Hampus is fine if you're in that range. Matt Grizzlick is fine if you're in that range, but uh, I'm not going to force them into my lineup. Like, if if I was MMEing and they organically got into my lineup, I'd be fine with it, but I'm not going to, like, make a rule to get some Hampus Lindholm in my lineups. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I agree with that. Maybe he'd be part of, of like a jaw stack. You know, if you don't yeah. want to get for McAvoy, maybe get a bit different with the ownership, then you throw in some Lynn home. Yep, that's fine by me. All right. <laughs> Let's get to this other dandy here. Oh, this is a festival. <laughs> Montreal, <laughs> 2.5 implied gold total. They're going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 3.9 implied gold total. As we mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay played last night. Uh, it's a back-to-back -back for them. Andre Vasilevsky started, so... Looks like it'll be Brian Elliott in net uh, for Ooh. Tampa Bay. Like, funny enough, he's had a good season. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, what? You know, we kind of – we've laughed at him, you know, at times this year, but uh, the numbers are what they are. He's been above average, not as good as Vasilevsky, but few goalies are, but he's been good. And, you know, this isn't like Nico Dawes stepping in for, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood or anything like that. Like, this is what looks to be at least a, a good goalie. Uh, starting for Tampa Bay on the other side, no goalie uh, announced yet. I assume it's going to be Jake Allen. He's been getting the start since he came back from injury. 
I dropped it in our Discord. He's been averaging 42 shots against per game uh, since he returned from injury. Like this Montreal team is just really, really bad defensively. Um, it is a back-to-back for Tampa Bay, but they're at they're at home for both games, which certainly makes it a lot easier for them. They're you know they're not coming in with as much ownership as yesterday, but the top line's still coming in at about 25% by our projections. So at least over on DraftKings. So what do you think here, Josh? Yeah. So obviously you saw those top lines for Tampa get less minutes. I think they just didn't want to force a game where they knew they kind of had it in control when they were playing again tonight. So I probably expect them to play 16, 17 minutes again tonight. That being said, they're more expensive than they were yesterday. Arguably a better spot, which is hilarious because the Blackhawks is one of the best spots in the league, but I think there is merit to going back to them here. Um, the The Montreal penalty kill is worse than the, the Blackhawks penalty kill. I mean, when you're getting down to that nitty gritty, like they're both just bad. We'll just say that. So like Tampa one here can score three power play goals, get all the bonus. Like that's what we're looking for last night, getting those bonuses. And I think that was the issue with that. And Hedman didn't have a great game from a DFS standpoint. So, like, I think going back to Tampa 1 with Hedman is perfectly fine here. You just you just kind of hope that, like, they just don't start coasting after that first period. They can maybe get to the bonuses. Because once they start getting into the bonuses, that's where, you know, the lineups start really – like, because Tampa did fine yesterday. But if they got into, the, into those three-point bonuses, that's when you're going to start seeing them on the winning lineups. So, yeah, I'm fine with Tampa 1 here. Um, you know, you want to go to Tampa 2 as a filler. Like, that's fine. Like, Kalorn, I know he's on the top power play, but he's just been invisible the past week or two in terms of DFS. So, like, Sorelli, Palat, Kalorn is fine as a filler. I'm just not super excited about it. Like, he, despite them getting consistent, like, 15, 16 minutes, just they've kind of been meh. Like, I think you can go to them just as a filler because, again, they're getting, you know, 5 6% ownership, which is, which is higher than I want for a filler, but it is almost a four total, and it does get you off the massive ownership of Tampa 1. You want to, like, going to Tampa 3 here feels like you're chasing points. I mean, you can. It just feels a little chasey. On the Montreal side, like, is Rem Pitlick going to stick up there? Like, Oh, my God. Like, Ah. like Tampa's penalty kill hasn't been good and they've been bailed out by Vasilevsky. I know like Elliot's been good, but he's not Vasilevsky. So like doing like Suzuki Caulfield two man, I think is fine. I'm going to throw in like Justin Barron. Like, like Chris, it's funny. Cause like Chris Weidman's actually started doing stuff on the power play and he's like, See you later. So, like, Justin Barron on the top power play, I think, is fine. You want to do that cheap three-man of Suzuki Caulfield Barron. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. In MME, like it's a similar situation to like the Columbus top line for me. Not gonna, f- I'm not gonna prioritize them in one to three, but if they happen to get into my MME mix, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. That Montreal top line is projecting reasonably well um if you look at our lineup builder um at osmo.com the top line is projecting for about 27 points which is actually more than the columbus top line that we just talked about uh, with remy pitlick there <laughs> yeah, with remy pitlick there um, and, and like i 
Here's my problem with that Montreal top line is that Pitlick and Suzuki is like Suzuki and Caulfield are kind of like similar players, not that they have similar skill sets, but they kind of view the game the same way and play offense the same way. Remy Pitlick doesn't, um, you know, Caulfield and Suzuki are kind of like more like cycle and look for a, a clean shot or a good shot type, uh, type, type players. And Remy Pitlick is a rush offense type player. He likes playing off the rush. I don't know how that's going to mesh well. And it's not like Pitlick was really a good player before. Like he's certainly bad defensively as it is. So um, I don't think he's going to make that Montreal top line any better defensively. Like the top two lines are probably going to be somewhere in the 40% range for shot, shot and expected goal share, like long-term, at least for the rest of the season. So I don't think, you know, like you said, if you want a two man Suzuki and Caulfield, I don't think there's really a problem with that. I won't be doing it in my single entry. Um, I think Justin Barron as one-off actually makes a much better play than, than stacking the top line. Cause I think, you know, if that power play does get there, you know, I think Barron, like he's been playing 19, you know, about 19 minutes since he's got stepped into the lineup. He hasn't been playing nothing. So honestly, Montreal just doesn't really do anything for me. Like they're all their lines are really getting run over at the moment. I think I'm at the point now where I'm one-offing guys from the line. Like I wouldn't stack anything up a one-off Josh Anderson, a one-off Cole Caulfield, a one-off Justin Barron. That's kind of the way I would be approaching this here tonight. On the Tampa side, I don't have a problem going back, right back to Tampa 1. I really don't. And the reason is because of that Montreal penalty kill that you talked about. Like, yeah, Chicago's is bad. Uh, Montreal's might be the worst in the league. And that, you know, that's not hyperbole. They're 31st by expected goals against over their last 15 games in the NHL. Um the goaltending's actually kind of saved them, which is why I don't mind Jake Allen. Um, but yeah, I right back to the Tampa top line, perfectly acceptable here. If you if you're worried about ownership, do like I just said with Boston and turn it into a Josh stack. Go with the Tampa top line, maybe add a couple guys from the third line. The third line has been good in a small sample together. Yeah. Add a couple guys from the third line, throw in, you know, Sergeyev or, or Hedman on the blue line, and then be on your way. So um yeah, I think Tampa one or Tampa Josh stack is the way to go. And then maybe some Montreal one-offs on the blue line. I wrote up Mikhail Sergachev uh, in the power place article. He's consistently playing 22, 23 minutes a night with Ryan McDonough out. He actually, he only has, uh, I think I said four shot bonuses on DraftKings this season. And all of them have come since February 1st. Um, he's really kind of turned a corner over the last two months offensively. Not that he was ever bad. He was always good. It just seems like he's taking that next step. So I like Sergeyev here today on the Montreal side. Like, like I said, one offing Justin Barron, if you want to see if that Tampa, Tampa Bay penalty kill is going to fall off. I think he's fine. Otherwise uh, it's right back to Alex Romanoff to get some blocks in. What do you think? Yep. I agree with that. I think Sergeyev got a combo meal yesterday or he was really, really close despite one shot away. I think one shot away. Yeah. So yeah. Like he's cheaper today than he was yesterday. So very good play. Yeah, do like Sergeyev uh, again here today. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS and you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week, Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base package. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal for anyone looking to multi-enter contests. So stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. I'll also say there might only be four weeks left in the NHL season, but playoffs, especially the first round of playoffs, are really okay. enjoyable uh, for DFS. The contests aren't going to be huge because we're going to have NBA and MLB and all that. Um, but I like, it seems like I, I tend to do better in the playoffs. Like I'll have to go look back at my numbers, but uh, it seems like I do better in the playoffs and regular season. Maybe it's people aren't paying attention because there is so much going on. Uh, but yeah, 395 a week for our Osmo plus NHL package and, uh, you know, playoffs right around the corner. I think, uh, people will certainly enjoy playing DFS through the postseason. Uh, all right. Another lopsided matchup, it looks like. Toronto, 4.0 implied goal total. They're going into Philly to face the Flyers. Uh, thankfully, Mike's not on the show, so we can really bash the Flyers here today. Oh, yeah. uh, they have a 2.6 
implied goal total. A uh, couple early notes from the Flyers uh, that I saw before we came on the air. Uh, Travis Konechny is out of the lineup. He had been skating on the second line uh, with Kevin Hayes. Uh, that'll certainly change up that line. They've uh, called up Hayden Hodgson. I'm, you know, I'm assuming he slides right into that role on the second line, but he, I think, you know, they're probably going to use that as a shutdown line. So are they going to send out Hayden Hodgson and Kevin Hayes against Austin Matthews, or are they going to change up their lines here a little bit? Like that's something I'm genuinely, maybe they're not thinking that much ahead. Like, like, do they actually really care that much? Um, you know, especially where the team's at. Keith Yandel also being scratched. His Ironman streak is broken. I mean, like he broke, he broke the record. He got the record. Let's face it. He hasn't been the same player this year that he's been in recent seasons. Uh, certainly not an unwarranted healthy scratch. Uh, you know, Philly's coming in with a 2.6 total here. It's higher than Columbus. It's higher than Montreal. It's the same as Minnesota. It's the same as St. Louis. It's the same as San Jose. Like they're not expecting nothing from Philly. They're not, not expecting nothing from Philly. Um, and Toronto's goaltending has certainly been very leaky, uh, for about three months now. Is there anything on the Philly side you can get to? Uh, and then why don't you talk about what you like from what should be a very popular Toronto team here tonight? Yeah. I mean, the Flyers total is 2.6 because the Leafs are fraudulent in that and on, on the blue line. It just, it is what it is. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Like everyone just gives me crap. Like, like we joke about it. Like the Leafs are going to lose in the first round. Like it's not really a joke because like the teams who go deep in the playoffs have two things. They're good defensively and they have goalies. The Leafs have neither of that. So, like, they can score. The Leafs are, like, the East version of the Oilers. Like, they're not as bad as the Oilers defensively in in the blue line, but they're the East version of the Oilers in the sense that if they're going to win a series, it's going to be just high-scoring, high-event type deal. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Do I like anything on the Flyers? I don't know. Like, maybe that third line of JVR, Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, like, they're super cheap, and they let you put in, you know, if you're trying to, you know, power play stack the Bruins or power play stack the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, I think, like, a Frost JVR two-man of 5,500 for some power play, I think that's fine. Like, is Kevin Hayes going to go out against Austin Matt? Like, it doesn't, like, like, if Hayden Hodgins there compared to who, like, it doesn't matter. Like the Matthews line is just going to run over whoever they're going to face. Like, it's just a fact, like they can put their three best defensive players on a line and the Matthews line will run them over. It's just going to be what it is. So on the flyer side, don't mind that third line for a little bit of filler. Faraby Atkinson, I think is fine as well. I worry that with Hayden Hodgson on the second line, you know, New top center Joel Farabee might see some Austin Matthews matchup, and that's just a brutal matchup. Like, I, I just want to avoid who's going to get the Matthews matchup, and I think, you know, that third line is where you want to be. On the um, Leaf side, I, I really like this top line. They're coming in with reasonable, reasonable ownership compared to the other teams in a four total, which is hilarious to say because there's, like, four teams in a four total. Um, they are pretty expensive, but I think – you know, having bunting in there, they're the most expensive line on, on DraftKings, despite bunting being 4,400. So I think that's kind of bringing down ownership a little bit. And I think a lot of people are just going to leave bunting off and just go like Matthews, Marner, Riley, or Matthews, Marner, Nylander, something like that. So I think full stacking that top line is a nice way to get lower ownership of the trio. You want a power play stack. I think that's fine. Going like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, uh, I think Nylander is a, is a nice one-off as well. You want to want, like, if you're f- afraid of the expensiveness of Matthews and Marner, I think one-offing Nylander is fine on the top power play, but Toronto one for me. Um, Toronto two is okay. Like, I just, anyone but Kerfoot, I think, like, even Colin Blackwell there, I'd, I'd be more interested in that line. So Toronto one, Toronto power play for me, and a little bit of Flyers three. Yeah, I'm glad. Here we go with some more tips. Yep, here we go. I'm glad you, I'm met. Glad you met your Flyers three here today, <laughs> because <laughs> um, 
if you look at the numbers for the season, uh, Frost and Van Riemsdyk actually haven't been that bad. Um, now we're talking about Philadelphia Flyers adjusted, not bad, not like Tampa Bay Lightning, not bad, not bad on the Philadelphia Flyers is a uh, 48% scoring chance share, which like, you know, not great, but you know, Ilya Mikheyev has been moved up to the second line for Toronto, not on the third line anymore. William Nylander's there instead. You know, I know Nylander had a great game, uh, you know, their last time out, but he's been, you know, kind of bad for a couple months now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, maybe McKayev is about as good def- or better defensively than him. So maybe, you know, Philly 3, I kind of like that. You know, if you don't want a two-man or three-man stack him, I think... You know, just one-off, get those huge savings with a one-off Van Riemsdyk. Um, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like that call. That's probably where I would go um, for for my for my Philly guys. Like, if you want to go to Atkinson because he's probably going to play, like, 18 or 19 minutes, like, I'm not going to say no. Um, but, yeah, 16 minutes of James Van Riemsdyk um, against the depth from Toronto, against that goaltending, I, I, I kind of like that call. But, yeah. On the Toronto side, like I really, really do like um, the top line here, but I think I'm going to do what I did with uh, Toronto in their last game, and that's power play stack them. And the reason for that is uh, the Philly uh, penalty kill, not horrific, but bad, like floating around the bottom 10 of the league over the last month. It's certainly been in the bottom 10 uh, for much of the season. Toronto's power play is generally elite. Um, and if you're worried about some ownership, if you're worried about pricing, like, you know, you can do like, uh, you can, I hate saying you can leave Austin Matthews off, but if you really, really want to, you leave Matthews off and go like, you know, Tavares, Nylander and Riley or something like that, or Tavares, you know, Mar- you, or you just go Austin Matthews and Marner plus Tavares and get a really expensive stack and then look for cheap fillers elsewhere. I think Toronto power play stacking is kind of the way I would go here. I'm not sure if I would just straight Josh stack um, like I would uh, Boston or Tampa. Um, I don't think there's really necessary, necessarily a need here with Toronto because, as you said, they're coming with a lot less ownership than those other lines. They're coming in under 20%. So, like, you don't need to get incredibly different with your lineup to get less chalky. So I think just adding, you know, adding a Tavares or adding a Riley or something like that is enough to get different enough with the you know with that line where the rest of your lineup can really differentiate yourself so that's where i am with toronto i even wrote that up uh, in the power plays article i've mentioned that a couple of times today up on osmo.com just check the nhl article section there's a power plays article for myself uh talking about today's slate uh myself and jeff botler uh write those through the week uh free monday to saturday when there's a big enough slate so check out osmo.com for that power plays article um yeah, I think Toronto power play stack is where I am. Maybe, like you said, uh, a piece, some pieces of that Philly three line. That's about it uh, for me from the forwards. On the blue line, like I don't really – like Keith Yandel being out really isn't going to change the minutes distribution that much because he wasn't playing a lot recently anyway. Yam Cork um, has been getting some decent minutes. So don't mind him from the Flyers for 2700 um, he's, I believe he's been even blocking some shots of late, which isn't something you often see from a rookie, but it's, it is nice to see, uh, from him on the Toronto side. Like I wanted to go with Mark Giordano, um, kind of as like a little pivot away from, uh, Morgan Riley, but they're coming in with virtually the same ownership here today. So 
I don't know if you're avoiding Toronto, I think like a one-off G or Dano is, is just fine here, but um, I think it would be correlating Riley or bust. Yeah. And just to further your point on leaving Matthews off the PowerPoint stack, I don't have the stats to look it up like in front of me. I need to look it up, but like, it feels like every time Tavares scores a power play goal, Matthews is not involved. Like it, it seems like they have their trigger guys on the power play that end up with the puck to shoot it and not distribute it. And, Tavares is certainly uh, fits that bill, and I think Matthews does to an extent as well, yeah. yeah. So, like, when Matthews scores, you rarely see an assist from Tavares. When Tavares scores, you rarely see a, an assist from Matthews, and it's a little bit different from the Edmonton power play where, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl are always involved. I just think it's the way they cycle their power play. I don't know. I need to look up those numbers, but I think there is some merit to leaving Matthews off the power play stack. Oh boy, could you imagine going into that slate uh, with a Toronto stack with no Austin Matthews? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I certainly think it's absolutely viable, but I would probably only do it where I needed to save money and yeah. I had a stack yeah. elsewhere. I don't like force Matthews out of a power play stack, but if, you, if you're like, I have a lineup that I really like, but I need to use Tavares over Matthews, that's fine. And I'm not bashing the Leafs here. Like, I love to bash the Leafs. That's not a bash. Like, it's legitimately what happens with their power play. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's get to a game that may be a little bit uh, more back and forth here. We have Minnesota going into Carolina. Minnesota has a 2.6 implied goal total. Carolina has a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, on the last show, I think it was with Jake, actually, where I was talking, you know, and you and I have talked about how Minnesota seemed like they fell off defensively a little bit um, once 2022 started, like calendar 2022. But the last month or so, they've been excellent defensively pretty much from top to bottom. Uh, but by the same token, Carolina, absolutely, you know, one of the top defensive teams in the league, certainly in the top 10, their penalty kill remains very, very strong. I noticed they're not taking as many penalties as they were earlier in the season. Like they're not first or second, um, you know, over the last month by penalty kill, but they're still in the top 10 by time shorthanded. So it's still taking a fair amount, just not a ton. Minnesota is absolutely one of those teams that has the ice time concerns that we have been talking about. Um, you know, their top lines typically been around 17 or 18 minutes of late. And that's a little bit of a concern when you have such a tough matchup, but um, they're also coming in with literally like almost no ownership. We have them at 1.3% in our top stacks tools. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I want to get behind the wild so bad here. But there's a couple factors that um, maybe I won't in my one to three lineups. One, our boss, Jay Carey, uh, notorious Minnesota mild fan. Oh, hold on, Josh. Sorry. Um, no, I'm just seeing some stuff from their morning skate that I'm checking right now. Um, Matt Boldy is out, um, and they're moving Tyson Jost up to that line. So it's Jost, Godreau, and Fiala on the second line for Minnesota. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Hello, darkness, my old friend Tyson Jost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whew, thought I got away from him, but here we are. Um, yeah, so – Jake is a resident is a resident Minnesota Wild fan. And he always talks about how the Wild just play so much slower and they're worse at, at, on the road. Like their home road splits are pretty stark. And you look at them and like Minnesota at home plays to a much higher expected goal rate than they do on the road for whatever reason. Now you throw minutes concerns in there. And what do you do? Like, and the Hurricanes are just so good defensively. That stall line is going to see a fair bit of Hartman. That top line is going to see a fair bit of Hartman. Like they kind of, you know, go first and third line. Like that stall line has been so good the month of March into April. That Aho line since Fetchnikov moved down and Jarvis moved up has been better defensively. They're not as crazy high event as they were. Um, so I think, you know, Minnesota won. I would just reserve for – MME, like, like I want to play them in one to three because I think, you know, like Kaprizov is, is like starting to come into like one of those players where he's kind of matchup proof. You know what I mean? Like you watch him play and it's, he's just electric on the ice, but like it's just hard on the slate in a 2.6. They have the same total as the Flyers tonight. You know what I mean? Like, and you have Toronto, you have Boston, you have Tampa and all these great spots. So it's hard to prioritize them. I think, you know, if you get into some MME, I think Minnesota one's fine. You want to use that checking line. Like they've been good. The problem is like on the road, they just, they can't match. So they, they see a little bit of less minutes. 
now Tyson Yost on that third line instead of Boldy. I just, oof. yeah, that's going to be a drop off. I think I kind of want to attack whoever sees that line on Carolina now. So, um, with that third line going out against the top, like it's probably going to be the Svechnikov Trocheck line, right? You would think. So, yeah, I'm interested in that. And like Max Domi's up there now instead of Natchez, who's cheaper. Like, I just don't know what to make of that. Like, I kind of like Domi. Don't know what to make of him for DFS on Carolina. I, I think, you know, going full stacking there is fine. They're cheap enough. Um, you know, Domi, Natchez, similar price. It is what it is. Like, I don't think Domi will, will like, kill you there. Like, I, he can handle himself offensively. So I think that's fine. I also don't mind the top line. It just – like, spending that type of money, I'd rather just go to, like, a Boston one or, you know, up from there. So I think you can play Carolina one and MME one to three. I think I'm going to prioritize the more expensive teams in a higher total, but don't mind Carolina two. Yeah, I'm, it, it's Carolina two that I actually had circled, and that was before uh, Matt Boldy went out. And the reason for that is, like, you know, like I said, Carolina has been playing – or sorry, Minnesota has been playing a lot better defensively over the last month or so. So all the defensive numbers across their lines have been very, very good, but it's the second line that has been the worst defensively of their top nine. Um, and that's where I thought Carolina too, you know, in that matchup could actually go in and do some damage. Um, your point about Max Domi is a good one. He's in his career, everywhere he's been, it hasn't mattered where Montreal, Carol, or um, Columbus, Arizona, he's been bad defensively. It doesn't matter. Center, wing, um, top line, third line. That's just what he is. But he's a wonderful playmaker. Um, he's very good at setting up teammates. He's very good in transition, which is why he keeps getting chances in the NHL. If he wasn't as good offensively as he was, he wouldn't be on the second line for Carolina. That's and why his last name. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Um, but that's why he is where he is. It's because he is as good a playmaker as he is. And Carolina too is coming in with perfectly fine ownership under 3% by our top stacks tool. Uh, so that was a line I had circled before Boldy was out. Um, Tyson Jost there, like Jost is a decent defensive, like a good defensive player, I'll say, but he doesn't bring anything offensively. And if you can't do at least a little bit of both, then you're going to get hemmed in your zone eventually because you can't create and sustain offense. And that just puts you on your heels. So, um, you know, you get two out of the three guys on the top power play in Trocek and Svechnikov. I do like that Carolina second line as a fillery type line here tonight. Uh, if you want to go to Carolina one, um, they're relatively cheap uh, coming in with positive leverage. Uh, no issues there at all. Um, I just think uh, Carolina two going to that new Minnesota two line. Uh, I had a circle before Boldy, you know, Tyson Jost, I think doesn't help there. So Carolina two for me on the Minnesota side, like I really, really want to get behind that Minnesota top line. Uh, problem is like those minutes concerns, Carolina has one of the best penalty kills in the league. And like I said earlier, they're taking fewer penalties. So, you know, if they're taking fewer penalties with a great penalty kill, I don't think there's a lot there. So honestly, if anything, I would just, you know, probably one off some guys. I think if, if you want to play Minnesota one, I would probably just kind of one off Kafferz off here tonight. Um, you know, maybe one off Fiala, something like that. I think that's where I am with Minnesota here. Um, Carolina two is what I like most in this game on the blue line. Uh Carolina has really started to spread out uh, the ice time amongst the defensemen. Their top four are basically all playing 20 to 22 minutes. Um, and the second, you know, Slavin being on the second power play unit doesn't really change a whole lot for me. So Shea or Pesci, pick your favorite. Um, I like both of those guys from Carolina here tonight on the Minnesota side, really not a whole lot. You know, I think Brodeen's fine for 3,700 on DraftKings, but he's not a guy I'm like running out to play. What do you think? Yeah, I agree on Shea or Pesci. Minnesota side, it'd probably be Brodeen or Middleton, depending on what you need in your last spot. Like, they're probably they're better of the, the shop walkers, and you're probably going to need that because Carolina loves to shoot the puck. Yes, they certainly do. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited-time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, Josh, I hope you got your flow chart ready because I'm not sure which way this one is going to go. Uh, Los Angeles Kings, 2.8 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.2 implied goal total. Um, Stasny, Shifley, Ehlers, top line for Winnipeg. Uh, Sanford on the second line for the Jets. I was actually looking at Winnipeg's number that Winnipeg's second line's numbers Dubois and Wheeler haven't really been that bad together. Um, 48 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes in their sample without Ehlers on their line, like that. That's a lot. Um, on the Kings side, it's four in six games for them on the road, and two of those games went to overtime, you know. I do think the Kings are a pretty good defensive team, but eventually I think they have to run out of steam. Josh, please tell me your flow chart. Uh, what does it say about this Winnipeg game? There's so much ownership on the Jets and it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. And I don't know, I don't really know how they're gonna match. Like, do you think Pierre Lock Dubois is gonna go out against Kopitar or do you think they're gonna send out Adam Lowry? Or even uh, Shifley? Yeah, I honestly have no idea how this is going to go. Like, it's, it's Zach kind Sanford, of important, though. Yeah, Zach Sanford moving to that second line would kind of indicate to me that maybe they want to make that um, more of a defensive line here today. Um, but honestly, I, like, I think it's really hard to say how this lineup matching is going to go. If I were to play it safe, I would guess it's just line one against line one. But um, I'm not, I'll just say I'm not expecting Lowry to go out, I don't think. No, not not with Andrew Kopp, not there. Yeah. So, like, the Kopitar line on the road plays to such a slow pace. Like, they're like Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron sludge fest slow on the road. And they haven't been great on the road either. Like, I just – I don't know if I want to play close to 20% Winnipeg on this slate. I know it's four and six, but, like, Chalk Winnipeg is just it gives me migraines. Like I <sighs> granted Wheeler's not on that line. Like I think Shifley Ehlers is fine. Like the Kings penalty kill is so bad. So I think power play stacking is a nice way to get different here. You just want to go straight up power play stack, go Shifley Ehlers, Dubois, or Shifley Ehlers, Wheeler. I think Wheeler in a power play stack is fine. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Blake Wheeler. We all know that. But, like, in a power play stack, I think he's honestly fine. So, I think a power play stack is how I would attack this ownership here. There's plenty of what there's five guys on the top power play. There's plenty of ways to get different with that. So, you know, I think including Morrissey is the way to go just because he's getting the, the lowest ownership. And he's actually been pretty involved on in the power play, which is. I don't want to say weird for Josh Morrissey, but like since he's been getting those big minutes, like he's 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 not their best puck mover, and I don't understand why he's been getting 25 minutes. But I think you just include Josh Morrissey there. That's a, you'll get that group of guys at a lower ownership. So power play stack is the way to go. On the Kings side, four and six, like I don't know. I think I would go to the second line here. They have a 2.8 total. Like, it's not nothing. It's one of the higher road totals we have for underdog. It might be the highest road underdog total we have. Um, that second line, you know, Victor Arvidsson's price has come down to 6,100 on DraftKings. I think he just full stack that line at 4%. I, I'm not a huge believer in Winnipeg defensively. 
Uh, they don't have a great penalty kill. Not that, you know, they have elite power play correlation here, but Deneau is on the top power play. You get more in Arvidsson on the second power play unit, and they're just an excellent five-on-five line. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm in on LA, too. I wish some of these guys on the third line got more power play time because, like, you know, that's going to be a good line next year, but I, we'll save that for next year. Um, so, yeah, LA2 for me, Winnipeg power play. Um, yeah, I agree with you on LA2. Um, I've made a bunch, like, in the last couple games, I've said a lot about why I'm not playing Los Angeles 1. They've gotten worse. Their last 100 minutes together, they're actually only 47% of the scoring chance shared. Like, they're just not generating uh, anymore, and they're actually allowing a fair bit. So, out on Kings 1, in on Kings 2. On the Winnipeg side, honestly... <sighs> I think I might actually choke the chalk here with Winnipeg one. Um, that line has 90 minutes together under their new coach, uh, you know, since um, Paul Maurice stepped down. In those 90 minutes, 44 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes, controlling 58% of the scoring chance share. They've been really good. Um, I do like that top line from Winnipeg here tonight. They're, I'm not going to say I'm locking them into my, uh, to my single entry, but they're certainly going to be amongst the four or five lines that I'm going to be heavily considering here. Uh, if you want to just, you know, add Wheeler or whatever for a power play stack, I think that's perfectly fine. But it's Winnipeg one for me on the blue line. Um, you know, Sean Dursey certainly is playing a lot of minutes uh, for the Kings. The Jets, the Jets do have a bad penalty kill. Not that the Kings have a good power play, but it has been a little bit better with Phil Deneau there. So I, I think if you want to get real weird, Sean Dursey as a one off is fine from the Kings. Um, other than that. Probably just Billy Haynola if you want a cheap defenseman for Winnipeg, or as you said, Josh Morrissey if you're power play stacking. Yeah, I agree. I don't have time to go into a rant why I want Neil Pionk on the top power play unit. Yeah, I appreciate you saving us that. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis, 2.6 implied goal total going into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.9 implied goal total. Uh, St. Louis, as we mentioned earlier, played last night in Edmonton. They pulled their goalies, so we don't know who's going to be starting here tonight. I assume it's going to be Huso, but you never really know. Maybe they want to try give Bennington a you know a chance to redeem himself or whatever. I don't know what to make of this game because Calgary is another one of those teams that certainly is spreading out ice time. That St. Louis third line is absolutely awful. They yeah, like terrible. we talked about it yesterday on the show. Like they're like a forty percent line. They got absolutely Vader choked by Edmonton <laughs> last night. And Torpchenko's playing basically as much as Tarasenko over the last couple of games. I don't get it. I like Calgary here, um, but the spread out ice time with, uh, you know, ownership and, you know, pricing concerns, certainly, uh, you know, the Calgary top line is over 20K on DraftKings. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, but like Tampa Bay one has ice time concerns. Toronto has less of an ice time concerns, but like Matthews is the most expensive player on the slate and he doesn't. He's not guaranteed to get 20. Boston one has ice time concerns. So like, and you look at the ownership on Calgary and all these teams in the 3.9 plus total, they're the lowest and they're going to get that St. Louis third line back to back on the road. And they just got absolutely run over by Edmonton and Calgary top line is one of the teams that they're one of the lines that just run over anybody at any time. And this is an elite matchup. They're fully correlated on the power play. It could they could go back to Bennington here, who's probably the worst goalie on a big contract in the NHL. So I'm in on Calgary one here. I think getting them around 10%, even if they get 15, 16 minutes, I think they can just do what they do. And they're like, I wanted to go to the second line here, but they're coming in with higher ownership in the top line in a tougher matchup. So I'm just going to go to the top line here. You want to go to that third line for a cheap filler, like Dubay, Yonkrock, two-man, or Blake Coleman. That's fine. But I'm in on, on Calgary one here. On the blue side, back-to-back back on the road, they still have a 2.6 total, which was a bit surprising to me because Calgary is a very good defensive team. Markstrom's a very good goalie. There's just – isn't much there that I really like. I know St. Louis two had a good game yesterday. They're kind of expensive. Like St. Louis one kind of expensive for the matchup. So I'm probably just going to be out on the blues. Yeah. I, 
St. Louis won, really got ran over there last night. It's a really tough matchup going into Calgary. I agree with you. I'm out on the Blues. I wrote a Blake Coleman in the Power Plays article. I think he's fine as a one-off in for some depth here from Calgary, but I agree with you. Calgary one is going to be a line that I'm considering here tonight. Um, really low ownership, really high chance of being a top two stack. I prefer them over Calgary too. Uh, here at Osmo, we have an Osmo Hall of Famer. We like to celebrate subscriber success. And if you'd like to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. Uh, Dave DeRemmer, he's been really been crushing uh, a lot of parlays of late. You'll see him uh, crushing NBA as well. A couple first places for him uh, taking down uh, five figures. So congrats to Dave on that. Uh, Mike Diamond uh, taking down third place uh, in NBA on Tuesday for a 15K hit. Nice job. Uh, Tyler Matisse, uh, we've talked about him in PGA at 80K, uh, second place over the weekend. Congrats to him. Kay Silva, uh, CSGO, uh, first place solo takedown. Doesn't always happen. Congrats on that. Uh, playing some esports. And of course, Rocker Roller, uh, first place in NASCAR, solo first, taking down 20K last weekend as well. Uh, coming up after us, uh, we have uh, the NBA Deeper Dive coming up at 5.30 Eastern with Aton and Ryan. And then the live before lock right after that with Greg and LaMarca. All right, Josh, we got a couple minutes left. Let's finish this off. Dallas 3.1 implied gold total going into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.6 implied gold total. Uh, Miro Hayes getting back, I think makes a big difference for Dallas here. I was looking at the defensive numbers for the top line with and without him, and they're pretty stark. But that also tells me that this Dallas team is really bad defensively when he's off the ice. And that San Jose top line has been generating a ton of late. Um, I will say flat out that I really do like Dallas one here uh, in this matchup going into San Jose, mainly because the San Jose penalty kill has been falling off and the size, the Dallas power play has been getting better. Um, so if you want to go to, you know, a lower owned top line that isn't super expensive, at, at least over on DraftKings, Dallas one is certainly it. I like Dallas one in this game. I also like San Jose one um, just because of how good they have been offensively. And they're coming in with positive leverage here today, only 4% by our top stack. So I like both top top lines in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I generally like the Sharks line, top line, and they always have a ton of ownership. Tonight they don't. It's a tougher matchup, but Hurdle Meyer have been electric together. I think they're fine. Couture one-off or adding them adding him in with Hurdle and Meyer, I think is interesting because the, the Dallas second line is terrible. Not that the Sharks second line is any good. They're, they're, they're not very good either, but, they, you know, Couture – Still has some some life left in his bones, and he's cheaper than the hurdle, and he's on the top power play, so I think he's fine. And I do like Dallas one here coming in at seven percent. Like, I I've run out of things to you know adjectives to describe Dallas one. I really like them as a top line; they're an elite line. It is what it is. People don't want to agree. That's fine. Uh, I'm in on Dallas one. Sharks are just bad defensively. Their penalty kill has started to slip. Yeah, it's just a game where it's the top lines are bust, right? Like the depth from both sides of just, or yeah, let's let's just get that out of the way. Um, yeah, both top lines in this game, but if I had to pick uh, one or the other, I do really like Dallas one because that San Jose penalty kill has been on a little bit of a slide. Real quick, any defenseman in that game that you like? Miro Haskinen, they said they wanted to control his minutes, and I think he played 27 minutes in their last game, so... Yeah. I think on FanDuel, at least, Haskinen is very still cheap. So, at least on FanDuel, I like him over there. Anybody else? I'm fine on DraftKings, too. He's 4,600 on DraftKings. That's too cheap for me or Haskinen. So, in on him, one of Carlson or Burns, I guess, is fine. Uh, I'd probably play Burns, but I'm not going to force him into my lineup. Yeah, I'll say Jacob Magna, too, as a yeah. kind of a punt on the San Jose side, he, uh, especially on DraftKings, where he can get that block bonus. All right, we got to get out of here. Um, I've got some WrestleMania to watch. Uh, no, that's not till later, but we've got hat trick picks and goalies to talk about, Josh. I'm going to ask you for those. My hat trick pick uh, is Steven Stamkos. I'm just going chalk. I'm not going to get too fancy here today. The goalies I like, I wrote up Connor Hellebuck. I like him. Mark andre Fleury. And if he starts, uh, Billy Husso for St. Louis, who you got? Yeah, I wrote down Freddie at 8K, Marc-Andre Fleury 7.4, Markstrom 8.1, and Jake Allen with the question mark. 
he's gonna so if you want to get spicy shake down and my uh hat trick pick's gonna be Juanito hockey johnny gaudreau Ooh, i love that uh johnny gaudreau uh hopefully he smashes here tonight i do like calgary one as well all right johnny gaudreau, johnny gaudreau steven stamkos your hat trick picks we are out of here we will be back on monday a couple nba shows a little bit later in the day uh until monday uh for producer tyler for josh a single entry assassin i'm michael clifford saying good luck tonight everybody with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.